Good morning. If you would uh, take your Bibles and turn to Hosea chapter 6. The book of Hosea, just a little bit of a background, is a story about uh, Hosea taking a prostitute, God wanting to teach by illustration the spiritual adultery that was happening in Israel, where they were going to foreign gods. But that wasn't the only thing that was happening in Israel, but that was the root of the problem. There was no faithfulness, according to chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, no steadfast love, there was no knowledge of God, Um, there was swearing, there was lying, there was murder, there was stealing, and there was physical adultery that was happening. It wasn't just the people, it was God's servants, his priests and prophets were stumbling. But the main reason for Hosea was to teach them that the core of all these problems was that they were running other, to other gods, away from their God. And here we have in chapter 6 uh, a formula of coming back uh, to, to the Lord. We read in Hosea 6 verses 1 through 3, Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us, on the third day he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. I was growing up, the three R's of education were reading, writing, arithmetic. Now, it's ironic to me that the mantra of an educational system would spell two of the three words wrong. (laughs) Maybe that was indicative of why it failed. (laughs) School for me was more about ruckus, refreshments, and recess, as I remember it. Those of you homeschooled don't know what recess is, maybe. It's actually 15 minutes of getting away from the tyrannical jail of the school desk. That's what I remember recess being. I like to think that there are three R's of the church. We hear a lot about these three R's from this pulpit. Repentance, revival, and reformation. Paul Tripp said, Repentance is a radical change in my heart that leads to a radical change in the direction of my life. There are three R's in these three verses here that I think coincide with Repentance, revival, reformation. The first word we find in verse 1, let us return to the Lord. Repentance is about turning away from something and turning towards the Lord. That's what the Greek word talks about. Repentance is a change of mind, a change of direction. You know, as, as I've meditated upon repentance, when somebody repents from something, we have to remember that that point of repentance, they're heading one way, which is away from God. When somebody repents, they turn towards God, and there is new life in that repentance. There's a new direction. But remember, at that point, the sin that they're turning from is still right behind them. It's right behind them. It takes time 
to move away from that sin. And the bigger that sin is, the larger it is, the more that people looking at that person see that sin. Still, that's right behind them. We have to be careful when we are dealing with somebody who is repenting. You remember, even Paul, when Paul became a Christian, there were people who were like, whoa, wait a minute, I want, I want to see some change here. You know, this was a guy, he had a big sin behind him, right? He was murdering people. He had a big old sin behind him, and people needed time. Thank, thank God that you're, you're moving towards him. And remember, it's the mercy of God that draws us, right? Psalm 130 and verse 4, but with you is mercy so that you may be feared. God gives us that mercy to even take the first step of returning or repenting. But let, let us remember that, that yes, there's hope and, and there's a healing and a binding. We see that, right? The one who is torn will heal. God who is stricken will bind us up. But we remember that we need to get, there needs to be time given to a person that's repenting. The second word is reviving. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up. Revival. Repentance, revival. We see him better. Once we turn from that sin and we acknowledge God, we press on towards him, he appears in ways that he didn't appear before. We see things afresh and anew when we turn towards the Lord. And that creates a revival. There are new mercies every morning. I was reading this morning uh, in, in, a, in a devotional book about new mercies that God has given us. And this is what, what it said. Mercy not only meets you in your struggle, but it guarantees that someday your struggle will end. Those are the new mercies that we want to draw towards. So we see Christ better, we see things anew, we realize uh, that he, he's going to take time. You know, God, it was three days that Jesus was in the, the tomb, right? Sometimes we want to see change right away in somebody that repents. But revival takes some time. Thankfully, Jesus did rise up in three days. God raised him from the dead. John 14, in verse 19, it said, Jesus said, because I live, you shall live. So we do have that hope that we're heading in the right way. We're heading in the right direction. Some of you may have noticed, some of you may not have noticed, um, but uh, I've been on a journey of losing some weight. And I started that journey on May 9th, a little over three months ago. And I've lost a little bit over 50 pounds, but I've still got a ways to go. But it takes time <laughs> to, to do these things. It takes time to make change. I wish I could have just taken a pill and lost all that weight. But you know what? It probably would have come right back in the same way, the same kind of pill. But time, it takes, I, everywhere we look in nature, it takes time for bones to heal. It takes time for trees to grow. It takes time for, for, for everything to happen. God gives us all of these examples. So why wouldn't it still be true in our lives in a spiritual way? Revival takes time. We want to move towards that direction. And then the third one is reformation. That's the lasting change. I'm, 
I'm glad the name of our church is Reformation Church because it keeps us focused on the end goal. It keeps us living in his sight, walking with him, like Adam and Eve used to do before they sinned. There's two examples given here, and he will raise us up the third day. He gives us two examples. One is uh, morning. His going forth is established as the morning, and he will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. So we see the morning mercies again, and we see that rain, the water. Now, we're very much aware of rain in Colorado, right? Rain is life. The hope, when you see rain today, it doesn't really do much for today, but you have hope that there will be fruit and things growing tomorrow because of the rain today. We were up in in Dillon this past week, and I was walking uh, through in Frisco, learning about the history of of the town. You know, there was a boom of silver around 1900, but the town was decimated by 1933. There was only 18 people that lived in Frisco. They were selling lots of land for $5 in in the 1930s. We were in Breckenridge, and the last 10-acre lot along the Blue River was going for $5 million. Ten acres. Just the land, not a house. Just the land. $5 million. And they were selling lots 20 minutes away for $5 in 1933. But what revived Frisco was Denver decided, I think in the 40s, that they needed water. They had a long-term view. And they built Dillon Reservoir. And that revived the whole town of Frisco and Dillon. With all those people got work because Denver wanted to have water coming down. Water brought life back to that city. And it really was the remaking of Frisco. Rain brings life. Going forth to be established in the morning, he will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. This is the reformation we can count on. It's lasting change. Repentance leads to revival, and revival leads to reformation. Lasting change. In conclusion, I I just... I want to make us come back to focus on the very first few words. Come, let us return to the Lord. Matthew Henry says this, Those who are disposed to turn to God themselves should do all they can to excite and engage and encourage others to return to him. This is, I think, the call here from this verse. verse. We are, as a church, called to help one another. The church confesses together. They're going to progress together. Now, repentance generally still is an individual thing, but I still believe the church as a body, Christians as a whole, can confess of big things, of national things. But repentance still is an individual thing. But I believe that the repentance happening more in the church is going to bring more revival, and more revival is going to bring more reformation. In John chapter 14, if you remember, that was the last night before Jesus was to be crucified. And he was gathering with his disciples. And they were confused. (laughs) They were scared, right? They didn't know really what was going on. Jesus is talking about someone betraying him and he's going to die. And and they're they're all freaking out. They don't know what's going to happen. 
And what was the words, the first few verses of John chapter 14 that Jesus said? He said, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. You keep your eyes on the eternal things. Don't keep your eyes on what's here and now. But you keep your eyes on what's happening all the way down the end. And that's what we want to do. We have that end goal in mind. And that's what Reformation is. It's, it's dealing with, as Paul Tripp says, the already. What we already know is paid for, already know is done. But we're, ne- we're not there yet. Between the already and the not yet. How do we live our lives? Well, we live our lives with the hope that Jesus is already there. He's already preparing a place for us. That's our home. This one isn't our home. So this gives us the encouragement to continue on in that reformation. So the three hours of the church, repent, repentance, revival, and reformation. Let's pray. Oh God, we confess to you, Lord, that we fall short many times of repenting the way we ought to repent. But I pray that your mercy will see, the mercies that are new will draw us to even repent more. Lord, I pray that you would help us to return, to repent, that you would revive us, that you would raise us up, that we would keep our eyes on the mercies of God. We'll keep our eyes on your mercies that bring the rain and bring the growth and the fruit. Lord, we pray that you would convict our hearts, even now as we confess our own sins before you.